Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Remember, you can always find us at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. And you can get Liberty First University education at libertyfirstuniversity.com. Uh, we're excited to have you with us here today. We're talking about the executive order issued, issued by Donald Trump on uh, March 21st, 2019, Executive Order on Improving Free Inquiry, Transparency, and Accountability at Colleges and Universities. And we've moved through the document in the first half of our show today. If you haven't heard the first half of the show, you need to go back because it's you don't want to miss this information because I guarantee you, you're not getting this in the mainstream media news. You're not getting this from anybody like that. And so... Um, what we have now is this provision within the executive order dealing with free speech. And we were talking about the Vox article. Uh, and the Vox article says, uh, since there's, there's no campus free speech crisis, uh, we just have a bunch of conservatives who feel that they're underrepresented and that the number of incidents, even in peak years, of these reported discriminations against conservatives is extremely low, and it doesn't warrant the federal government interfering to punish universities they deem unfriendly to conservatives. Now, JC, this is exactly what you said in the first half of the show. They're not, they're, they're not, they feel like oversight is punishment. Right. Because they've never had oversight. We've had these people spending public money carte blanche doing whatever they want, acting however they want, teaching whatever they want with no accountability whatsoever. And, and it's, it's, this is what it's led to. Well, think back to the incident uh, in, in Dad, the University of North Texas, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And Where we, we actually had people calling that university the law school there Well, because the young black man, right? Who correct. Was, but right. they're overseen by a board of regents mm-hmm. who is who is appointed by the legislature mm-hmm. and confirmed by the governor. And then when we contacted the state officials, they said, "Well, once they're appointed, you know, that's it." And and now they can so do the whatever they want. So the governor says he has no accountability. The, legis- the legislators have no right. accountability to them. So they put these these colleges on autopilot, unelected bureaucrats with with no oversight whatsoever. And so, yeah, I think you're right when you say. They're not particularly worried about that part because, uh, you know, this is this is what do you call it? This is like a readout for them. This is this is a, a fortress. They mm-hmm. they fortified this area of society. They think, man, we own these campuses. That's mm-hmm. not a big deal. They can't make us do anything. Well, then when then when 
uh, President Trump's executive order ties the money to this thing. Right. Uh, then they then they start to work because because by the way, then think about all these cush jobs that these professors have making making you know way too gobs much and gobs of money. of money for what they do. With not to endless mention endless vacation. Not to mention the product, whatever. the substandard yes. product that they. Which put is out. the executive order's primary goal is to. To uh, I believe is to increase the transparency so that we reproduce a better product out of these. Campuses. Yeah, and, and I should say I'm not so much of a big fan. We see this, we see this kind of talk around uh, grade schools and high schools in this. You know, hey, let's shift to what 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 schools should be our job training centers. That's yeah. very that's very yeah. sort of Soviet. Yeah, I know <laughs> style view of education. <laughs> It's scary. So, so yeah, I, the, the accountability is one thing, and and you know, having people make this information of it, because when you talk about college university, I mean, it really is the people are going in saying, "I'm going to this field so I can get a job." Right. So, so at that point, it is that. Uh, and, and, and so and being able to make those determinations. And these colleges are amassing such uh, the students are amassing such debt in these colleges, which, by the way, um, many years ago I did a whole show on this that shows how. The rise in the cost of college tuition is directly related to federal guaranteed student loans. Yeah. So the more money the federal government dumps into the campuses, it actually they the liberals what you think the federal government you get more government money in it drives down the cost of tuition. It's exactly the opposite because yeah. you you sure. extract it from the free market. You're allowed to push out crap. Nobody actually has an education that can pay back those student loans, and it doesn't matter because. Because nobody loses that money. It's just the federal government, right? Well, so- and, then, and then that's not even the tip of the iceberg when you think about the largest nonprofit on the no. planet, the NCAA, and the billions and billions of dollars. That well, Janet Napolitano went and, and became, I think she became the president of the University of California. And they have, they have investments in the stock market. Yeah. How do you? How are you a a state nonprofit college, but you have stock investments? That doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, so w- this Vox article makes it very clear that the colleges don't think that there's any oversight that's necessary because we're not in crisis, and the number of complaints aren't really that much. But remember, the whole purpose of the First Amendment is to protect unpopular speech, to protect an individual speech. Now, we have this whole survey by this professor named Jeffrey Sachs at Acadia University that Vox has latched onto. And if you're watching us on YouTube right now, you see the chart. And it's a chart that runs from 2008 to 2018. And it outlines the number of speakers who have been attempted to be disinvited based on their subject matter and the uh, whether and and whether they've been actually disinvited or not. No. Now, first and foremost, JC, one blip on this chart would be a problem for the First Amendment. One blip. Yeah. One one speaker being disinvited for subject matter content is enough. Because yeah. that's what the First Amendment is all about. I'm also going to say, based on this graphic, based on these statistics, it is a crisis. It is a crisis. Okay, because think about, uh, I don't know, what do we have here? In the one year, over 40, 40 some odd speakers disinvited. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That's one, in, right? A speaker is one individual. One individual. Correct? However, what that speaker is 
teaching, what that speaker believes. And is representing. Represents Resents. a body yes. of students. A so body. you're not mm-hmm. talking about one individual being targeted. You, because if that speaker is disinvited for what they believe, they're not welcome at the university. That means all of the students at that university who also agree with mm-hmm. that, uh, they received the message that they are not welcome at the university. Yes. So you're talking about tens, each of these disinvitations of a single speaker represents potentially tens of thousands of individuals. Okay, so now I'm going to show you, JC, before you comment, I want you to just soak all this in. I'm going to give you my argument and then I'm going to show you, okay? So in this chart, the speaker disinvitation attempts. You have 2016, you have over 40 disinvitation attempts. In 2017, you have just under 40 disseminate, uh, disinvitation attempts. And then in 2018, you have less than 10. Okay? So Vox is like, oh, we'll see, look, we're making improvements. We're making improvements. Go to this chart. Faculty terminations for political speech by speech type, right? So speech determine, uh, we, we have uh, terminations of people, of professors. Now, I don't care about the speech type, right? I don't care right? because this matter. is about free speech. It doesn't matter. So we have in 2017, once again, a spike yeah. in this political this uh, uh, termination of speech. Yeah, 2016, 2017, you see the rise. Really, 2015, 16, 17, yeah, you see you the see rise. This, this rise. But then... Once again, in this chart uh, that we're showing here on YouTube, faculty termination for political speech by speech type, 2015 to 2018, you see this rise, 2017 peak, or this rise in 2016, peaks in 2017, and then falls in 2018. Now, Vox's whole argument is, remember Jeffrey Sachs is the guy who made these charts, and Jeffrey Sachs' argument is is that that Donald Trump's EO is what he says, quote, is using a howitzer to knock out a housefly, that we not only not have a crisis, but we're doing better. So here's I want to here's what I want to I, I want to uh, suggest to you, JC. There's a very very off color joke that goes. What do you say to a woman who has two black eyes? Yay, yay, yay. Nothing, because you've already told her twice, right? It's very bad. It's very off color. But that's what I see when I look at this chart. You see the peak in 2016, 2017, and then the drastic fall in 2018. Why did it fall? Not because the incidence of discrimination fell, because the students got the message. We're not going to bring these speakers that you don't like. We're not going to speak about things you do not like. We're going to be quiet because we're getting tired of being publicly punched in the eye every time we want to bring our perspective forward. This is not progress. This is servitude. This is the chilling effect. This is the chilling effect. It's the same with with the professors being terminated. Well, it falls in 2018. Why does it fall in 2018? Because you don't have any more conservative professors. And if you do, they're shut up. Can I suggest to you... They're silenced. Can I suggest to you another element going on in here? When you look at at the timeline, it's something that I've said that I said previously uh, about the sort of messianic mindset of the you know 
your elected officials, your presidential saviors, whatever. I've said before, when when the power switches, right? Mm-hmm. When the when the other camp takes control, then the opposition fights harder. Mm-hmm. So you see, we've seen that mm-hmm. on these campuses. This coincides with Donald Trump comes on the scene. Donald Trump takes office. And it stirs these guys up Mm -hmm. and they're punishing conservatives on the camps. They're Mm -hmm. targeting them. So they're stirred up and there's this targeting. Well, now now we've take they've taken the house. Right. And now they feel like, you know, we've we've got a little victory. We're winning. And and it kind of settles down a little bit. In addition to the mm -hmm. fact that you've 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 successfully beaten the conservatives back. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. JC, isn't this what the legacy of socialism is? You beat your people into submission. You starve them. Right. You, you shoot them publicly. You make a scene and then you bring them into into submission, either silence or into submission. And I totally and absolutely believe that that's what these two charts show yeah. from Arcadia University. And if you this think- is not, and, and you cannot say, JC, in, in between 2017 and 2018, that that these liberal campuses that were making these disinvitations in 2016, 2017, they that they've becoming more tolerant to the conservative <laughs> message. Right. right. That's not the victory here. No, I tell you. But they want to point to this as if it's some kind of improvement. And I tell you, back to again coinciding with uh, with the political waves and what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We you know beat them into subjection. This this shows like, hey, we we had control of this place. You're not going to suddenly come in here mm-hmm. and and you know and start sharing all these ideas. So they kind of you know rose up. We're going to show you who's boss. Remind you. Who's in control? So here's the thing. It seems to me the only people who think there is no problem are the same people who dominate and control our college campuses. Yes. So, of course, the slave master sees no problem with how he brings up and treats his slaves. If they're quiet and compliant, they must be happy. So leave us alone. Right? Isn't that the argument that they're giving us? I want to, you know, look, look look at this chart. From the beginning, notice, notice the pattern, right? Look, look at the rise and fall, rise mm-hmm. and fall, rise and fall. Two thousand eight, like immediately after Barack Obama, each election right. year. Notice, oh yeah, notice what that's happens, right, okay? absolutely. So election, look at that. Twenty two thousand nine, boom, 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 two thousand thirteen, boom, 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 two thousand sixteen, boom. Okay, wow. every, see. So it, it is political. It's yes, absolutely you, political. It's absolutely political. So the, the political factions get get riled up. It's like you stir the hornet's nest, and, and it's like they want to go out and beat somebody up. So here's a quote from the Vox article. His name is Sanford Younger, and he is the director of Georgetown University's, get this, Free Speech Project. Okay? This is his quote about the executive order. I think Trump only cares about a thin sliver of speech. Uh, Mr. Younger, 
You are Georgetown University's director of the Free Speech Project. You should be a, you should be concerned of a sliver of the of 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 speech population. Yeah, and that's the whole because problem. that's the whole purpose of the First Amendment. And, it's one person. Yes. And that's the problem here. I mean that's it's it's that's very telling. That's a great quote there Isn't because that? it's very telling because he's saying there's one particular sliver of speech that we don't care about. Right. There's one particular sliver Thank of speech you. that we're okay with it being targeted. Thank Hello, you. that's that's the conversation here. Yes. And so that's why they want to act like well, there's not a problem. Yeah, because there's not a problem with the speech that you're okay with, the speech that you agree with. No, we're talking about that sliver of speech. It's not okay to target that sliver of speech. Whatever that sliver of speech Whatever may be. Whatever it is. In this Whatever case, it may be. In this case, we know on the whole that it's so-called conservative speech, non-left-leaning speech. But that's we can the classify it as the speech that is unpopular At in this moment. environment. Exactly. Right? And that's the whole purpose of the First Amendment is to protect unpopular speech. I mean, the, even the Supreme Court has held that over and over and over again. And the point that we're making here is why should our tax dollars be funding people's... Dis- I mean, w- campuses, you mentioned this before, they go crazy over discrimination of gender identity. I mean, you can't say her or him on a college campus anymore. You can't identify somebody's gender until they tell you what they are. You can't do, uh, you can't talk about, uh, uh, color identify things because as soon as you color identify something now you're a racist but we want to protect those slivers when we re- when we miss the fact that the protection of rights is about every sliver yeah. it's about the one individual the whole purpose um this is what my take is the, the, what the college campuses are saying is, look, what is your problem? There is no crisis. This is what a majority of the people are saying. This We, we in, uh, espouse what the majority are thinking. So why do you need to bring punishment against us be for just a small portion of society? Yeah. Why that, do we have to be democracy. Yeah, exactly. That's democracy. And that's democracy. And that's exactly what the First Amendment is contrary to. And so I applaud the Trump administration. Now, nothing it means anything unless they actually put it into action. So let's see this OMB bureaucracy actually hold these campuses accountable, and then we'll come back. We'll actually have a live applaud. I want to see them shut down. We <laughs> cry. Learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris and Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, JC, I was looking at the t shirt that you make, our Second Amendment t shirt, the other day. Uh, the front says, being necessary to the security of the free state. And the back says, shall not. And the not is a crosshairs. You know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of that picture that Roger Stone made of the judge. And she was all freaked out because there was a circle with a cross through it. That was actually on the backdrop behind her. She mm-hmm. thought it was a crosshairs. So not only is the idea of the right to keep and bear arms offensive, but your crosshairs on the back of the shirt will be offensive as well. Awesome. 
That is awesome because we are here to offend. And I did this to sort of segue into our 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 study here, our, our next thing. Hey, I wanted to mention before we move away from the campus thing, I've got the solution for all these liberal colleges that are upset about this EO. It's simple. Stop taking federal money. Yep. Right. If you don't want federal, if, if you don't want federal oversight, if you don't want federal control, run a private private college and stop taking federal funding. It's just that easy. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if you know if you're familiar with Jordan Peterson, uh, psych- that name familiar. Yeah, psychologist from University of Toronto speaker. He's you know, he says uh, controversial things, things that make the progressives mad. And I guess Cambridge he was going to be a visiting professor at Cambridge Divinity School, and then they said they disinvited him mm-hmm. uh, and saying, we're an inclusive campus, and you have to be, we expect all of our, our staff and professors, whatever, to be inclusive. I in, remember the in, story. We inclusive. covered this. Uh-huh. So, which is, and this, I think this one was just recent because mm-hmm. he's had more than one controversy, right. but this with Cambridge. But it's interesting when you think about, you can't come here because we're inclusive. Right. So, so he's so actually one of these disinvites on our chart. <laughs> uh, no, I, well, this is, this is, it's not U.S. This mm-hmm. is Cambridge. Oh, so, okay, Cambridge. Okay, sorry. But, but if you think about that definition, mm-hmm. right, you can't come here because we're inclusive. So inclusive means <laughs> if you don't agree with us, mm-hmm. you can't be included. <laughs> so that's inclusiveness. Well, we have a First and Second Amendment issue, actually a, a freedom of speech and a freedom, and a right to keep and bear arms thing. I sent you this article. I'm not sure if you had a chance to look at it. This comes from Alaska. Okay, so uh, this man is a private contractor, a, 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 a construction contractor whose construction truck is parked in the parking lot of the Civil Rights Commission office for the state of Alaska. Okay. <laughs> And on his okay. back windshield, he has the picture of uh, an, a, a, an AR of some sort, and it says, Black Rifles Matter, okay? And so this... I've seen that before. Yeah, so <laughs> this guy from, this private contractor from Alaska comes out after, you know, doing whatever he was doing, finds out a, a note on his car. By the way... The note is actually written on the back of the business card of the Civil Rights Commissioner, right? <laughs> so he feels so bold about what he's doing that he's assigning his own business card to this. And he tells them, you have to leave. Don't park this truck in our parking lot anymore. Your decal is offensive to us. It's I, racist. I bet I know where this truck's going to be parking in the future. <laughs> Well, here's what's crazy, JC. Not only did this guy do this, the the uh, civil rights, the Commission for Human Rights, I didn't say civil rights, the Commission for Human Rights tweeted the photo with the caption, in what world is this okay? Black rifles matter. See, they didn't get it that it was about the right to keep and bear arms. He thought that it was a racist thing like Black Lives Matter, so we have black rifles, right? I don't even know. I can't even draw the conclusions that they made. But they actually tweeted this out, the what, picture what of this the, guy's car. What's the truck official's name? What is this, a guy that's that's this dumb? I don't know. We have to get close who, to who the screen there. a position like this? 
<laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't see it right now. I could. I could probably pull it up here in just a second. That's crazy. But but this is insane. It's absolutely insane. Now this is what happens, and and I hate to 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 say this, JC, but this is this is the product of these campuses that we're talking about, right? Yes. This is exactly what we're talking about, this ideology. His name is Kendall Rhine, K-E-N-D-A-L-L-R-H-Y-N-E. And let me see if I can, um, yeah, I'm trying to make the picture bigger here. Let's see what his job is. He is the chief probation officer for the, uh, for the state. He's a chief probation officer for the state of Alaska, which, uh, is part of the Alaska State Commission for Human Rights. Oh, the other card. He must have been going to lunch with Marty Buscaglia when they saw the truck. So we've got two business cards here. Kendall Ryan, who's a chief probation officer, and then Marty Buscaglia, who's the Alaska State Commission for Human Rights executive director. Mm. So they must have been going to lunch together that day and saw the truck and got themselves all in a froth. And left their business cards on this guy's truck. Also, those two... The, the executive director! Those two at lunch together. That's... Uh, oh. Isn't that like the, what the Bible's phrase of the blind leading the blind? Mm. <laughs> you guys better watch out for ditches. Seriously. And then, I guess because it's Marty... I guess you need, you need help. Walk, yeah. like you, you, you can't be just alone. If you're that stupid, you got to have another person... Yeah. You know, so they leave this note, please do not park this truck with that offensive sticker in this parking lot. I'd be there every day, brother. Every day. Every day. So they're accusing him to be racist because he has a, a sticker that says black rifle, or he has a bumper sticker that says black rifles matter on the back of his truck. And then, because this guy, this Marty, uh, I don't know if I'm saying his right name right, Bascaglia, is the executive director of the Alaska State Commission for Human Rights. They tweeted out, which then they have to come back, JC, and do a retraction. Did they? Yes. So that I, if you see it up here on Twitter uh, or on YouTube, I have a retraction. It says, earlier today, we posted a sticker that we read as racist that read, quote, Black Rifles Matter. It offended many gun owners who felt we were against the Second Amendment and the right of the citizens to own guns. Please know that is not the case. Our concern was with the connotation of the statement to the Black Lives Matter movement. We know some of you were offended by the post, so we removed it. <laughs> they have on their website uh, this little link called File a Complaint Now. I think maybe I'll file a complaint that Yeah. I, I, I don't like how dumb... <laughs> the people are that Mr. lead this organization. Mr. the executive director. I, I yeah. mean, seriously. How How is this not... Maybe okay. my complaint should be, uh, this office has not made enough use of hooked on phonics. <laughs> I'm not sure. You need some remedial reading classes. But I thought, you know, I thought that was funny. Uh, they they were offended by the sticker, so we made a tweet, and then you were offended by the tweet, so we removed the tweet. When in the world are we going to stop being worried about being offensive and actually speaking truth? This is, and, and I know this is exactly what we're talking about. I made a post the other day, JC, that drove people nuts because they didn't get it. But the thing is, this is what happens when we live in a society where we're so afraid to say 
anything that we cannot even speak because we might get sued or we might get punched in the face because the because of the the um uh, hat that we're wearing by the way this is just more i i can i just say this is just more proof of our disinvitation chart here right because this is not this is the effect of chilling this is not the effect of some kind of enlightened society realizing that they're not supposed to discriminate against other people no no it definitely is because I know because this pops up in in my head sometimes I just and- have to put this picture back up because they're just crazy I can't <laughs> But, the the guy with his business card offended by a Black Rifles Matter sticker. But, but to what you're saying, you know, the chilling effect. Mm-hmm. Like I, not that I do it, but I. But the thought comes in my head when I just just to use the word black, just to say a oh, color. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. If I say black eyed peas, I'm worried somebody's gonna hear it. Like if I'm ordering a restaurant, can I get some black eyed peas? You know, maybe I'm thinking. Somebody over here is gonna, only going to hear gonna, half of what you said. Going to mishear me, and I, and because a white guy said the word black, now right. there's going to be some riot, you know. So it is like this: you can't say black rifle, right? I mean, but you see that stuff all the time. I don't. I mean, Vox. Vox is a great example. You run across this stuff in Vox and in, mm-hmm. in these idiotic publications like that, where you see just just ordinary language and and how they talk about how it's offensive and this you know they have this thing of uh signaling right like right. today you don't even have to say anything it's right it's signaling like well mm-hmm. i didn't say that no you were signaling it <laughs> what does that even mean no 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 the dog whistle right it was yeah. a dog whistle yeah, there, and that right there, so there's right? another this is dog whistle <laughs> so i these are oh my goodness these are in uh lord have mercy on us but they're they're intimidation tactics and they manifest in action like this. So we're sort of, you know, they signal that it's okay for this kind of thing to happen. So now you you have, this is not just an ordinary citizen, okay? Right. This is someone with the force and power of government. This is the government. That is the whole point here. Saying you can't, you know, you better be careful when you lo- use the word black. Okay, but not only that. You better think twice when you use the color black in a sentence. This guy, okay, this Marcus Basaglia and the probation officer, right, they wrote this note on the back of a business card. So not only are they agents, but they were trying to throw around the weight of the government as, as as an intimidating factor, right, using their office to intimidate somebody that's not even associated with them. This is, for all they know, this is some random car in a parking lot. And by the way. That they share, I'm sure, with other businesses. And by the way, in their explanation, was that his phrase connoted Black Lives Matter Matter and somehow was a criticism against Black Lives Matter. Okay, how is that within your authority as the Human Rights Commission to go around policing citizens? Who, who criticize? What if he were criticizing the Black Lives Matter movement? That's none of your business. You, you don't yeah. have the authority to go around threatening people. You, you're With not, the force of government. First off, you don't represent Black Lives Matter. That is not what the taxpayers pay you to do in Alaska. Right. So so how I don't understand this I think this you're mentality. writing your complaint, JC. Yeah, well, I found out that <laughs> the complaint form is if you think you've been discriminated against. So I have to find another way to oh. to, to, to yell at them. <laughs> but but come on, you're an agent now for Black Lives Matter and you have to punish people for criticizing Black Lives Matter. That's not your job. I'm only 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, JC, what if everybody who's by this commission's office wears uh, visits and just signs in to say hello and wears the Liberty First University T-shirt being necessary to the security of free state? They just have people walk randomly in throughout the week wearing that T-shirt and see what happens. And not only are all the guns on the shirt black, but all the words are black, too. And you have a little black face on there, oh too. Oh, my goodness. You have a black face on black there. Black face Black face. Eyes. Oh, I said black face. That's you racist. Black face. That's racist, too. No, but I, I think, you know, taking the tweet as evidence, I mean, the, the guy was so mm-hmm. bold as to explain. I'll put it back up here on YouTube for you again he, he so you can see it. He explained their reasoning. Yes. Right? Our, uh, con- our concern was with the connotation of the statement to the Black Lives Matter movement. So this is a, to me, a clear, uh, clear evidence of abuse of power. This right, because this guy, this this executive director of the Alaska State Commission for Human Rights, believes that he is he his job is to defend Black Lives Matter. He, he is empowered by the state of Alaska to intimidate and threaten citizens mm-hmm. on the behalf of Black Lives Matter. Right. Okay. Something needs to be done about this. Mm-hmm. This guy needs to be corrected. It, so it's not about it's not about this. Okay, it's mm-hmm. not about hey, I misunderstood what your sticker meant. Okay, even if the sticker had meant that, right, it would still have been an abuse of power. Right. So what if he had had a sticker on his window that said "Black Lives Matter sucks"? Right. That was not still not within his job to Correct. do anything with this. And he explains mm-hmm. in this tweet that that was his motivation. That's how he interpreted it. In that the, is an abuse of power. Well, in First that Amendment not law, his job. in First Amendment law, that's a violation of of freedom of speech and freedom of it's press because based it's a content based discrimination. discrimination. Yeah, absolutely is. It is a content based discrimination, and the guy who drives this st- truck could file a civil rights lawsuit. And, based what, on and, this. and don't you think? It is discrimination. He's saying, oh, yeah, get out of this. Yes. Get out of this. You are uh, banned from our parking lot. And the fact, to me, it says probation officer yeah, on it. Which is a law enforcement officer I with w- the power to arrest. I would think that that threat mm-hmm. comes with the implication yep. that there are going to be consequences, mm-hmm. legal consequences, right. if I don't comply. This, to me, is a big deal. Mm-hmm. This shouldn't be just, I don't think, whoever this guy is uh, with the truck... I, I'm, now I know he's probably. Now there's a problem with these things. He's a, he's a contractor. I think if I understood, so you're probably he's probably already thinking if I do anything about this, I, my I'm gonna suffer. Oh no no no! He posted it. He actually posted it on Facebook and and in the article. I mean, he knows it's out there. But so. I mean, if you take it further, I I would take it further. Yeah. This shouldn't stand. It shouldn't be like shrug it off. Oh, he misunderstood. Now they now they've corrected mm-hmm. themselves. No, this is not correction because mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with his misunderstanding of the sticker. This is an abuse of power. He clearly doesn't understand the scope of his job. JC, I want to say one thing before we go tie back into the EO by Donald Trump, the executive order that puts the federal government in control and oversight of the college campuses. Why do they have control and oversight of the college campuses? 
because of federal funding, right? Yeah. So everybody out there, raise your hand if you think that Donald Trump did the right thing uh, in in creating an oversight to govern over the college campuses that get federal money. Raise your hand if, if you think that's a good, if Donald Trump did a good thing. Well, right? raise your hand. Okay. Short, short of uh, not funding them in the first place, okay. not spending right. tax money in the first place. Right. Well, but understanding that if, if the federal government given. is giving money, raise <laughs> yeah. your hand if you think Donald Trump did the right thing. Yes, okay. Me. So when, fe- when, fe- when government money goes to an entity, especially in a school, there should be oversight, right? Yeah. And it's expected. Okay. It should be expected. Thank you very much. Go think about your vouchers now. Right. Because if you're an advocate for vouchers, this is what's going to happen to your private school, and this is what's going to happen to your home if you take vouchers as a homeschooler. Because you can't you say... You can't say, I'll take your money and not yeah, your oversight. I, I'm taking public funds and then at the same time say, no, no, the federal government, they can't tell us what to do. Yeah, so there you uh, no. go. Doesn't I just work that way. I wanted to sort of bring this back home because we have so many conservatives out there that that love the idea of vouchers and will fight for them. But if you're fighting for vouchers, you have to know you are fighting for government oversight in your private school and in your home if you homeschool, and that is an inevitability. So don't don't come back later once you have your voucher saying you're angry about this because you liked what Donald Trump did here. They will do it in your home too. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you guys, and we will see you again next week.